the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... Here with yet another episode. Uh, this time, our wheel took us to, to Philadelphia. I was actually there this summer. So, um, you know, we're going to be talking about the Phillies today, uh, breaking down everything from lineup to, to expectations and hopes for the regular season. You guys already know the drill. Go check out the merchandise in the description. Email us. Email will be in the description. Um, and beside that, you already know the drill. Lockout's still going on. Uh, and without further ado, let's get into it. Um, so let's start up here uh, with JT Romuto, the catcher in Philadelphia Phillies. Amazing player, by the way. Um, he is—he's really good. He came over to the Phillies in a trade, I believe, um, from the Marlins. Yeah, so he went over in the to the Phillies for Jorge Alfaro, Sixto Sanchez, Will Stewart, and future considerations. Um, so, yeah, he came over from the Marlins, and he's been pretty good for the Phillies. He kind of had a down year uh, this year for the Phillies, but it was still pretty good. He did make an all-star team. was able to start. I mean, I know it would have been Mr. Buster Posey, uh, but he did manage to start because Posey was hurt. Uh, he had 476 at-bats, 64 runs, 125 hits, 17 homers, 73 RBIs, 13 stolen bags, 263 average, 343 on base. 782 OPS. Jason Mucha is just a very good catcher uh, and a good hitter as well. Um, he is just one of the best catchers in the game, even though the numbers don't really show it. He definitely has the talent and ability to be uh, one of the best players behind the plate uh, in Major League Baseball. It's either him or Will Smith, uh, and he's been around the game a long time. So, Jitsu Romoto, definitely the best uh, you know, catcher on this roster, and he's going to be starting without a doubt. Yeah, definitely a really talented guy behind the plate. Uh, now we're going to the first base. Um, we have Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins, solid player. Had a pretty good year in 2021. And uh, 389 at-bats. He batted 247 with 20, 27 homers and 71 RBIs, three stolen bags, and OPS of 864. You know, pretty good stats. He's got some power. Um, average could go a little up, but still a solid player there at first base. Um, yeah, good player for them. Power guy, most first basemen are. He's definitely going to be staying there. He's been here uh, a couple of years, five years now. So I think, I'm not sure when his contract end, but yeah, he's definitely going to be starting. 
Now on. Yeah, yeah. Now we're, we're going to move on to, uh, to second base. Um, Gene Segura, formerly of the Mariners and Brewers. Uh, Gene Segura is a nice little player. He's kind of scrappy a little bit. Uh, he'll pick up where he can here and there. 514 at-bats in uh, 2021. 76 runs, 149 hits, 14 homers, 58 RBIs, five, nine stolen bags, 290 average, 348 on base, 7084 PS. He was a very nice player, very well rounded, I feel like, in his skill uh, set. Um, I may not hit for this, you know, crazy power kind of thing. Uh, he's still going to be very, very good at the position of second base, uh, and he's going to have the ability to play there pretty much on a consistent basis for the Phillies. Uh, so Gene Segura, definitely a nice little player here at second base. Yeah, now we've on to the probably the worst um, player in this infield, not the worst player in the field though. I'll um, talk about those players later, but this this is Dieter Royce at short. Um, Dieter Royce, not that great. Um, he's getting a little older now. He's 31, not as good as he once was. He used to be a pretty solid shortstop, uh, but now in 2021, he's Kind of slowing down to reduce stats here. And in 368 at bats, he batted 209 with 13 home runs, 54 RBIs, three stone bags, and OPS of 640. You know, kind of, you know, not great stats. You can definitely tell. But he's not getting any younger, not getting any better. So he was slowing down. Um, yeah, I think even though he's stuffing me starting the weak position in his infield. Now I move on over to third base. Uh, this is a probably a rising star in my opinion, um, even though he kind of had a down season in 2021. Um, Alec Bohm, I actually got his jersey t-shirt when I went to Philly, but he was not that good in 2021 um, after a nice little 2020 rookie campaign. 2021, he had uh, 300 at-bats, 46 runs, 94 hits, 7 homers, 47 RBIs, 4 stolen bags, 247 average, 305 on base. 647 OPS. Um, you know, it's it's not a great slash line. Um, he was kind of, you know, streaky a little bit. It was it's not a strong overall season um, overall from Bohm. Uh, and we should... But I don't expect him to be this bad moving forward. But, um, you know, this was just not a very strong season for Alec Bohm. Yeah, definitely agree on there. But definitely you could get better. Uh, now we want what I was saying earlier, the weakest position here. This is left field. Um, basically, it's outfield. Left field and center field, not good. And left field, we have Mickey Moniak. Not, he's not a good player. Um, in 2021, we batted 33, 33 at-bats and batted 091 with one home run, three RBIs, zero stolen bases, and OPS of 349. Like I said, has not played very much. Not very good. Um, obviously, they lost Andrew McCutcheon to free agency, so he's not there anymore. Um, so they don't. So then this is the Philip guy. He just hasn't been really that good. So Mickey Oniak, I, I suggest they uh, they definitely should get a better um, outfielder and not good for the former number one all pick. Yeah, now we move on to. Um... Matt Verling in center field, another very weak guy, 25 years old. Um, 2021, he had 71 at-bats, 11 runs, 23 hits, uh, two homers, six RBIs, two stolen bags, 
324 average, 364 on base, and 843 OPS. Just isn't that talented. I mean, like, I know it sounds like a good slash on, but it's only in 71 at-bats. That's not even 100 at-bats. So it's kind of tough to judge, but Matt Verling just doesn't seem very good at this point. And uh, the the foot the is a flag down to center fielder in free agency uh, when this lockout ends. So, But for now, Matt Verling, just not the strongest option uh, for the Phillies to go with in the prime position of center field. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. And then one of the their best player by uh, this is definitely non negotiable their best player. This is Bryce Harper in right field, NL MVP, really really good player, definitely the best player. Uh, let's read these amazing stats from 2021. Did 488 at bats. He had 309, 35 home runs, 84 RBIs, 13 stolen bags, OPS of 1.044. Those are really good stats. MVP MVP stats obviously won it. Um, so Bryce Harper, definitely the player, definitely the best player out there. This guy is just so good. He's 20, 29 years old, so you know maybe he's past his prime, but still, he's still looking very strong, very good player. And now that takes us to possibly the second best player, uh, the pitcher, uh, and this was lead right into the rotation as it usually does with the NL. Zach Wheeler, uh, who's very good um, in twenty twenty one. He was absolutely he was an absolute horse. Uh, he went out there every day and gave the Phillies a chance to win. Uh, in 2021, he went 14-10, 2.78 ERA, 32 games, all of them started. Um, 200, 213 innings, 237 strikes, and a 1.01 whip. Zach Wheeler will just work every single day. He will go deep into a ball game, and Zach Wheeler is a very talented pitcher. He was in a conversation for the Cy Young. That's how good Zach Wheeler is. He's very underrated, and he is easily the ace of the staff. And they should definitely lock him up uh, for a couple more years because Zach Wheeler is just not good. I saw this guy pitch in Philly. He started the game that I went to. It was a great start. I mean, he gave up a few runs, but it was still very solid. Uh, and he's just an amazing pitcher and definitely one of the best in the National League and in baseball. Yeah, new one of the number two pitcher, we got Aaron Nola. Um, Aaron Nola kind of definitely had a down year. Uh, looked different what we see in years past. Um, he usually looks very good now, though. In 21, his stats are not that good. Here, here they are. In 32 games, he won nine, lost nine. An ERA of 4.63. Uh, played in 180.2 innings. Struck out 223 batters and whipped 1.13. Definitely not the uh, Aaron Nola we're used to seeing. Uh, but I feel like he's definitely going to pick it up next year, hopefully, because Phillies need it. This is number two guy. Uh, he's definitely he's a, re, he's a really good pitcher, as we've seen in the past. So he's, got, he's definitely, he can be really good, um, but this is just a down year for him. Now we move on to Kyle Gibson, um, number three starter in our eyes. I know he's kind of a four, he can, could be a four, but kind of interchangeable. It's just kind of being nitpicky. Um, he split his year between Texas and Philly, went from a big ballpark to a small ballpark. Um, Two very different ballparks to pitch in. Uh, he, in 2021, he went 10 and 9, uh, 3.71 ERA, 31 games, 38 of them started, 182 innings, uh, 155 strikeouts, and a 1.22 whip. Uh, while he may not make his starts look that great, and uh, you know, he won't he won't be the flashiest pitcher out there. He's still going to get the job done. He's still going to be very good. Uh, and Colin Gibson is just a very solid pitcher. Uh, just to have in the middle of your rotation. 
he's definitely going to serve as a good depth piece, and he, I think, gels well with this Phillies team. And number number three guy, right, number, sorry, number four guy, uh, we have Zach Eflin. Um, Zach Eflin, solid, um, average guy, nothing special, just kind of gets, gets out there, does his thing. Um, it's all right. His stats for 21 were 18 games, four, uh, four wins, seven losses, ERA of 4.17, played 105.2 innings, struck out 99 batters, and a little bit 1.25. Like I said, pretty average, nothing great. Um, kind of what you expect from a four guy, you know, just kind of gets out there and every day and gets the job done sometimes, sometimes doesn't. Um, yeah, but, uh, decent pitcher from Zach Eflin, I can see. Average four guy. Now I'm move on to the number five starter, who's kind of a bit of a spot starter, honestly. But overall, does have some very solid numbers. Ranger Suarez. Um, I definitely feel like in a, in a righty heavy rotation he's gonna he could be a good balance as a lefty he went eight and five in 2021 1.36 era 39 games only 12 of them started so you see what we mean um with spot starter he just kind of makes the stars where he can here and there um but in our eyes he could be the five guy four saves uh, out of the bullpen 106 innings 107 strikeouts and a 1.00 whip Ranger Suarez honestly is pretty good and and could, you know, take the next step forward in his career, only being 26 years old. If he can seize that spot in the rotation, he could honestly be pretty good. And I would not be surprised if he opened some eyes uh, this season for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yep, and we're under the bullpen. Um, Phillies actually have a decent bullpen. Some good guys in there. With their number one, their closer, Corey Knebel. Um, very solid closer in 27 games. He won four, lost zero. An ERA of 2.45, playing 25.2 innings, struck out 30 batters, and will a 0.97. Um, so, yeah, I think he definitely, I'm not sure, would he, was he injured maybe? I don't think he played a full season, but uh, he did have a good season. I saw the ERA, very good, definitely the starting closer for them. And, yeah, he's a very good guy out there, gets the job done every single day. You put him out, out there. Um, yeah, Al, Corey Namel, very good player. Now we move on to uh, Connor Brogdon, our number one for us out of two uh, bullpen arms. He went 5-4 and four in 2021, 3.43 ERA, 56 games, only one of them started. Uh, he got a save, he won 57 innings, and got 50 strikeouts on 1.13 whip. Connor Brogdon, uh, pretty solid, um, pretty solid from the right-hand side. Definitely seems like a good bullpen arm, uh, definitely doesn't seem like he's going to be starting any games, uh, but it seems like he'll, he can get results. Uh so maybe it's a guy that the Phillies, you know, take a closer look at kind of moving forward and being 27 years old. Uh, and, you know, they're going to want to see how efficient he can actually be. And then we'll move on to their second best reliever. This is going to be Jose Alvarado. Um, 21 and eh, average season, maybe below average. Uh, you can debate that, but in, 64 games, he won seven, lost one, and ERA 4.20. Played in 55.2 innings, struck out 68 batters with a 1.60. Average stats. uh, Jose Alfaro definitely kind of a good piece out there in the bullpen. Nice to have him. Uh, If you need him, you can pull him out there and, you know, he'll do his best. And sometimes that's enough, sometimes not. Um, Yeah, good piece for the Phillies. I definitely think um, he's going to be staying there a long time. They need him. 
Um, yeah, good piece. Now we go to the to my prospect segment that I normally do. Uh, it's it's going to be Mick Abel for the Phillies. Uh, he is a right-handed pitcher uh, for them. He is currently pitching at the uh, in A ball for the Clearwater Threshers. There's some cool names in the minor leagues. Um, he is 20 years old. He is 6'5", 190. Uh, bats right, throws right-handed, uh, as you already know, because he's a right-handed pitcher. Strafted 15th overall in 2020. Uh, and expect a time of arrival 2024, uh, being only 20 years old. He'll probably be 24, 25 by the time he makes his debut, if he can pan out. In 2021, his first professional season at the Major League level uh, at a ball, like we mentioned. He won one and three, uh, 4.43 ERA. He started 14. He played in all 14 games. Uh, he, or I should say he started in all 14 games that he appeared in. Uh 44 innings, uh, it's kind of a small sample size. I don't know, maybe he got hurt, maybe he didn't. Um, 44 and two-thirds innings, 27 hits, five homers, 27 walks and 66 strikeouts. Pretty good K rate. Uh, one Opponents hit 174 off him, um, and uh, he had a 1.21 whip. Uh, and then here are his scouting grades. He's got a 60 fastball, that's going to be his specialty. 50 curveball, 55 slider, that definitely seems like a plus pitch as well. 55 change of 55 control and a 55 overall. Seems like a very well-rounded pitcher for Mick Abel because um, everything's pretty much in that 50-55 range. Uh, of course, one of them is, is uh, 60. So I think Mick Abel could be a solid pitcher uh, that you know the Phillies are going to look to in the future and say this kid could be uh, a pitcher in our rotation and be very effective uh, maybe in the back end somewhere. So I think, I think Mick Abel's got a good ceiling and well, we could see him down the line the next two or three years. Now we go on to the next segment. We got the jerseys. Uh, number five spot. Phillies do have five jerseys. Um, unlike most teams, sometimes have four. So now number five, I'm sure you, everyone knows it. It's going to be the weight jersey, the gray one. Just always the least favorite one uh, that we always think. Uh, they're never good. So gray jersey, fifth. Now I'm going to move on to the fourth best jersey. Uh, alternate three jersey, which is uh, the red jersey. Uh, I definitely don't appreciate that they put Phillies in red on this red jersey. Because, um, you know, we like contrast. I know I certainly do. Um, I don't know, just not that great. Um, especially comparing it to the other jerseys that the Phillies have. It's just, like, okay. I mean, it's good. I mean, a red jersey always works. But I like the way the Phillies executed it was poor. Um, and it's coming in as our fourth best jersey here today. Now we got the third best jersey. That's going to be the alternate two, which is the green jersey. Um, I think it's a solid jersey, pretty good jersey. I'm not sure if I'd buy it, but um, it's a good jersey. I think the Brewers definitely have a better green jersey, but this is a solid jersey. Uh, I wouldn't. I can see people buying this and wearing it because it's it's good. Jer- it's good, and yeah, good jersey. Now we move on to the uh, home jersey, which we had as our second best. I think the Phillies, if you compare them to the Brewers, because both teams have pinstripes and both teams have cream. We said this uh, before we're taping this. Uh, the, the Brewers have a better cream jersey, but the Phillies have a better pinstripe jersey. Uh, it works well. I mean, the, the red pinstripes definitely pop off. Got the Phillies on there. and It just looks clean. It looks good. I mean, pinstripes can make anyone look good. 
Um, so I, I think if you put it like that, I think the Phillies got a pretty good pinstripe jersey, and uh, which is their regular home jersey. So it's the it's our second best jersey here today. Now the best jersey. This is going to be the alternate one jersey, the baby blue one that with the uh, red maroon. With um, this is definitely a good jersey, solid baby blue jerseys, baby blue jerseys, probably their favorite. Uh, and I feel like this is one you kind of picture like, and um, you know, the old guys wearing like Mike Schmidt. You, this definitely was more popular, um, anything like back then. Now not, now not so much, but um, still, it's a very their best jersey. We think it's a very good jersey. I think I'd buy this one. I know Patrick, you did buy this one. Um, so clearly, it's a it's a good jersey. Um, yeah, I think definitely, should, if you want to buy, you should. Yeah, Brandon is right. I did buy this because I went to Citizens Bank over the summer. I got this. I got an Alec Bohm for no reason. I wanted to stay up to date. You know, I should have got a Mike Schmidt. Um, but it's so clean. It looks awesome. And uh, we got our 8 out of 10 here for the jerseys. Just a very well-rounded uh, group of jerseys. And now we move on to the free agent. And I'm sure, as you could tell by the way we talked about the outfielders in the lineup, they need to go after an outfielder. and we considered that, uh, and we immediately looked at outfield, but we also looked at left-handed hitters. So that takes out uh, guys like Nick Castellanos, um, who's a right-handed hitter, and while he could be good in Philly, uh, I think it's more important that the Phillies flag down a left-handed um, left outfielder. And we went with Jock Peterson. I think Jock Peterson can play either corner, kind of. Put him in left, you could put him in right. You could even put him in a DH spot. I think Jock Peterson is going to be affordable. You can get him on a good one, two-year deal. For a good amount of money, maybe like twenty million a year, or twenty million in total, for being if you're absolutely trying to finesse them, which it's not going to be easy to do. Um, but jo- I think Jock's just a very affordable guy that you can go after, and you're gonna get good production out of him. He's a good home run hitter. He's a good raw power hitter, uh, and he could definitely work well in, in a good in a stadium like Philly uh, that is uh, pretty small and not pitcher friendly. Is he would go to a hitter friendly park. So I think Jock Peterson to the Phillies um, will be a great fit. And I, I think they could really use that left-handed power bat to go along with Bryce Harper uh, in a beyond weak outfield. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely fitting well with the Philly. He's a good power guy. They got a lot of consistent guys. So I think he's definitely well there. Then one of the hopes and expectations, um, we think it's – Make the playoffs. I mean, it's NL East is a weak division, even though they do have the World Series champs. Um, they even, the Braves didn't win more than ninety games, uh, so I think it's a very possible division to win. Um, it's not very strong, even though teams are getting stronger. The Mets got a lot of pieces. The Braves actually World Series champs. They they are very good. Um, so teams are getting better. I think you got to get better, and I think it's possible for this team to make the playoffs. They're a strong team. They got good pitching. I think you need a little more offense, and um, they're definitely a postseason contender. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, this, this, this. I think this lineup, uh, with some you know tweaks and optimizations, is playoff caliber. I mean, you got the NL MVP. I think you could aim to make the playoffs. You can make, you can make the division. It's not a good division. I mean, the Marlins and Nationals are rebuilding, uh, even though the Marlins are taking some strides forward. Um, the Mets and the Braves are obviously going to be your two competitors, but Annalise is not a super hard division to take. And I know the World Series champs just came out of there, 
but they kind of won just a crap division. So I think the Phillies could very well take the division with some, you know, with some shifts and free agent signings and going after guys that they need to. I think the Phillies could could make the could sneak in there and be a good team because um, they got some core hit batters, they got some core pitchers, got some core bullpen arms. I think this team has the makings to be a pretty good team. Um, and that's going to be pretty much a wrap for today's episode. Still no baseball news, sadly. Um, so, I mean, lockout still going on, uh, which is very sad. We're, we're slowly dying inside. Um, so that's very sad. But it was good to talk about the Phillies today. Uh, you know, an interesting franchise with some roller coasters um, in the road. But that's going to be pretty much everything for today. Any, any last words about the Phillies before we head out? I think they're a solid team. Uh, it's fun to do them. Um, uh, I didn't predict them, but I think they're a fun. They're a fun team. They're a good team, solid team. So um, I'm sure Phillies fans are happy. This is fun one to do, and look forward to next week. Yeah, ho- hopefully this lockout can end at some point. Am I right or am I right? I think you're right. We gotta definitely. get out of this lockout. Yeah, um, this is this is torture. We need baseball back. We need baseball back. We need players in Florida and Arizona. It's very important right now. We just got to get those guys in spring training and, and get them to a major league season once again. So that's going to be pretty much a wrap for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed us here and talk uh, talk about the Phillies. This is a very interesting one to make because, you know, the outfield is bad besides Bryce Harper. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Phillies are a good franchise and could definitely take some strides forward in 2022. Hopefully we can see that from this franchise. Uh, and, uh, yeah, with that, that's pretty much the episode. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, merch in the description, we just relaunched it today. Uh, I have to update it 14, every, like, 15 days, I think. Um, so, yeah, everything's back up. The mugs, um, shirts, and, uh, what else? Face masks, uh, as well as a tote bag will be up there. So, for all you guys that love bags, you can go get Go grab yourself a tote bag and so give your support that way. We'd really appreciate it. You can email us stuff. I mean, you can do whatever you want uh, as long as it's not mean and cruel. So that's pretty much all I have to say from here. And, uh, yeah, with that, we will see you next time.